<laughs> I love I love my current helper. She's very good. Okay, where is she from? Philippines. Oh, okay. My daughter mm. can sing Philippine songs so now. Wow. <laughs> okay. So okay, why well, you learn that language? But some parents are like, how come you speaking her language? Why you not? That's great. In fact, yeah. I always tell my helper, please, please teach my kids information. <laughs> yeah. Hi Cindy. Okay. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Okay. Since, since I'm the one who invited you, uh, and you, you I don't think, I, I think you probably know Yingyi, right? Yeah, yeah, I know Yingyi, of yeah, course. Okay, but you don't know Ray and Elf, <laughs> la. So, no, I don't uh, know. So, that's Ray. Hi, Ray. Hi. Uh, and then Alphonsus. Hi, um, Elf. Nice yeah. to meet you. Hi. Yep. So we are all five of us from the sector. Yeah, so Cindy, you are part of our series on maid abuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, why we wanted to even have this podcast was the few articles that we saw mm-hmm. whereby it was really quite extreme cases in terms of maid abuse. Mm. Right, And I think because of that, there was also some responses from the government where there were some new initiatives that employer was uh, supposed to take up. I think that was one. And I think there was also um, policies uh, as well as new initiatives to safeguard and protect um, the foreign domestic workers. Yeah, so I think like some of the new initiatives, if I'm not wrong, is like mm. you know, uh, once a month off day for for mm. all all uh FTWs. Am I right? So I that think is once something. a week. Well, like, once a month or once a week? Yeah. Once a week. Once a once week. Once a week, right? Yeah, once a week. Yeah, and it's, it's and non-negotiable. Oh, you cannot you yes. cannot repay with cash. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. So so this itself is one big initiative, and I mm. think there's also other initiatives such as the medical screening, the home mm. visits. Yeah. Yeah, and we wanted to really understand how it sort of like impact um the employers, you know, the family situation, the home situation. Uh, are you aware that you have to ask your foreign domestic worker to go for a medical checkout? And when was the last time she went for a medical checkout? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely aware because MOM will send us letters. Mm. So we'll receive letters um, and we'll have a cut-off date. Mm. Uh, yeah. When okay. was the last time she went? I think May, I think. Yeah, usually I rely on the reminder letter. So when the letter comes, I'll just send her for her checkup. Mm. Yeah. So quite seamless, la. No, no big issue there. No, no, but I'm not sure what happens if you miss it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so you usually ask her to go on her own. No, I bring her. Yeah. Then she'll enter. She'll enter. Um. So I'll bring her, and then she'll have to see the doctor on her own. I guess Mm. it's for the doctor to detect anything suspicious. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think the the probably the once a week day off thing uh policy will probably have a bit more impact than the mm, than I the so. the healthcare check the health check policy because health check is only once every what six months or one year right once every six months, six months yeah so um yeah I, I think some families will uh struggle or will have to look at how to cobble together the caregiving resources on the day that the the helper goes on her off day la. yeah mm. so like for for my <laughs> my grandmother lives with a helper uh and the helper is the caregiver right and the, the helper will you know morning take her blood pressure make sure she eats and make sure she doesn't fall and all that 
So on the days that she's off, then the extended family need to find a way. La. We need to make sure my grandmother is not alone. Uh, so they have to take turns, there's a schedule and whatnot. So families with more resources probably can can do it better, but families who don't have resources, uh, you know, might may, may, may struggle a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And on this note, I wanted, maybe I forgot to actually ask you all like um, the, the reasons and also the motivations behind hiring FDW as well and how long you all have sort of like um, been uh, working together with uh, FDW. Sort of like give us a context and a background. How long have you all employed uh, her? Her, right? <laughs> There's no him in this moment. <laughs> yeah. Now still cannot him. Yeah. Yes. Um, my, my current one, actually I hired, um, this is my third one. But the first two, the first two, they when they came, they were very homesick. So I first um thought of hiring a helper when I was pregnant with my second child. And my husband has been trying to persuade me to get a helper for the longest time. I remember my first one came when I was um in my third trimester for my second kid. Yeah, but she was very homesick. So she went home and then I got a replacement. The, the replacement was also very homesick and then she went home too. So um I think uh I went helperless when my second child was four months old, all the way until I returned to work. Yeah. And then uh, just one week before the COVID circuit breaker, I hired my third helper, who is the current one. Yeah. And the current one, she's, uh, her contract will be ending in Feb. So my motivation is definitely so that um, I can free up some time, that I can have more time with my children because... Um, my husband and I discussed and we realized we've spent so much time doing chores after dinner one hour he'll be standing at the <laughs> standing in the kitchen washing dishes yeah so a lot of time taken away from us um, yeah so we, we want to really focus on um, yeah really giving our time to our children and also for ourselves so we thought okay a helper so her role is very very clear her, her um the, our roles are very clear at home so her role is really to do the cleaning and the cooking yeah cooking and cooking yeah, I do it also so she'll just help me with the preparation and cleaning so really her, her role is really to do the things that um, we don't want to do if I have to put it bluntly <laughs> so that we have time for our children and um, yeah the parenting bit um, uh, we keep it very very clear that yeah, um, our helper is here to help out. Yeah, but she will not be co-parenting our children. Mm. And she won't be left alone with our children also. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's similar for Liu and MV, is it? Uh, for me, I don't have a helper now. I've not had yeah, one for the past yeah. four years. Yeah, but we had one when my just before my second daughter, my second daughter, no, my second child or my only daughter, was born. Just like I think she came, maybe two weeks or a month. Yeah, before my daughter was born. Uh, and similarly to I think Cindy, like, I was really thinking about having time for the kids. Uh, and you know, not not. Uh, not having to do all those <laughs> household things like chores, washing dishes and all that. Yeah. Uh, so again, we, we, like Cindy, we also kept it quite clear that our the helper will not co-parent the, the kid. Uh, in fact, I think we went to quite great lengths to prevent <laughs> any forming of attachment mm. between the yeah. helper and, and my kid. Mm. Yeah. So when she eventually left, yeah, my kids just bye-bye. Then that was it. Never no cry, no nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that was quite uh, interesting uh, for, for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can show you later on, but mm, yeah. Well. I think that that's really important to us also. Um, mm. For me, when I was a child, I, I, I spent quite a lot of time with my, my helper. So mm. I remember my I was okay because, um, yeah, my parents still spend a lot of time with us, but my brother was very, very attached to my helper. And I was traumatized that he was traumatized when the helper left. Yeah, so that's why I resisted the idea of having a helper. So when I had a helper, I, I was I, I really thought through what I want her to do and what I do not want her to do. It's really for everyone's good also. Oh, okay. I, I imagine that there has all yeah. there are also other situations where the children do get very attached to the the helper. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think I have an ex colleague who had the helper actually had stayed on for many 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 years, uh, mm-hmm. uh and while they were growing up. Uh, and they are they are uh, quite attached in that sense to the the helper as well, and the, the helper has almost like become a part of the family. So I mm. guess there are like different variations of mm. of this. I, I think I think while I think Cindy and I, you know, we share about our own so called positions on this like, But I, I don't I don't think there's a right and wrong uh, mm. answer. I think every family will have you know different needs. Uh, and different ways of managing la. yeah and 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 I think partly it may also be the life stage that the family is in yeah what's the age of the kids uh, and, and all that so so I think that may be also probably one of the consideration uh, factors yeah. Mm. Mm. Actually, I'm not sure what you all meant by co-parent but actually my helper does get involved in bits and pieces of being firm with the child, mm. like uh, like she'll remind my child, okay, uh, mommy give you water, what must you tell mommy? Must say thank you, right? Yeah, so she she does come in to, to remind my child. Mm. Yeah, and I thought that is good because everybody speaks the same mm. language and the same expectation. So the child is not like, oh, with, with helper, I behave this way. With mommy, daddy, I behave this way. It's like mm. a very consistent approach. So I, I'm also curious what you all mean by co-parenting and Having mm. that, that separation, yeah. Mm, I think for me, co-parenting will be, uh, for example, I wouldn't, yeah, we didn't allow the helper to like discipline our kids. Yeah. Uh, maybe like reminding, you know, to say thank you, that that's fine. Uh, but if let's say the kid does something wrong, then uh, we will, as the parents, we will discipline the kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like no scolding la. No scolding. No scolding or uh, yeah, no correcting of behavior and all that. We yeah, we as parents we would want to do that. Yeah. So that was our stance. Uh but we had a bit of a challenge, yeah, because our helper was very senior in age. Yeah. So mm. she was more than twice our age. Or um, I come or no, not maybe about twi- about double la, about twice our age. She was in her fifties, uh, and we intentionally got got someone that age because we thought you know she can't get pregnant right, <laughs> and we we'll probably won't have a boyfriend right. Yeah, so uh, less of those issues. Um, uh, and we also felt that somebody who's older will be more emotionally mature, will be able to deal with conflicts or issues more la. uh. But, and that part was true, right? So she was quite mature, generally able to deal with things. But uh, the challenge was she felt like she was our mom. 
Uh, and sometimes so she parented you. <laughs> yeah, so she would like correct our parenting, and then my wife would oh. get them pissed. <laughs> like, yeah, so that was a just different uh challenge because of this that age gap that we we face mm. Yeah, and, yeah. and as I hear everybody share, it's like there is so many considerations that employers have mm. to make because I was just thinking that like there's this co-parenting I, I never even thought about it if y'all didn't mention it actually like there is already the cultural differences sometimes mm. even language barrier now mm. there's a generation gap as well I mean I'm hearing from Liren as well mm. and even like even being you know whether are, are they going to be consistent parenting or consistent messaging send there's so much to deal with as an employer yeah, what are some, I don't know, what are some greatest challenge that you all have experienced and anything that you all would like to share with us? I mean, I'm really curious about it. Yeah. And how do you respond to the challenge? Challenging situation. Cindy looks like you have a lot of challenges on your mind. <laughs> trying to pick <laughs> trying to pick one challenge out of the many. <laughs> um, um I guess um could be could be differences in um differences in culture, differences in um in maybe living habits because you're you're inviting someone over to live with you. Yeah, and the person's workplace is the person's home also. Yeah, and then um, yeah. So so I think the first, the very first challenge, when when my helper just came was trying to make her feel like she is at home also. Yeah, but at the same time creating some boundary. But then we realized that oh she she has certain living habits that doesn't really fit well with us. So I would say that the initial time when she came, there were many rounds of chatting, um, conversations. Um language barrier thankfully she speaks pretty good English um, and my, my husband speaks quite fluent Indonesian so they they can communicate yeah on days when yeah she gets frustrated and she doesn't want to speak English anymore so then my husband will speak Indonesian <laughs> yeah you know that there are days when she's so frustrated suddenly she cannot speak English <laughs> so <laughs> then I have the hard language right yeah. yeah, yeah, or yeah. like um, we may have other challenges like, okay, for example, um, hygiene, her, her, her definition of cleanliness is different from my definition of cleanliness. So these are things that we have to discuss and talk about. Like, for example, meat handling, you have to wash your hand after handling meat. Yeah, I mean, for her, it's like, oh, I've been doing this the whole time and I haven't got food poisoning. So it doesn't really matter. So So then we have to... We have to talk about that, talk talk through these things. She's younger, she's like um 10 years younger than us. So um the maturity bit, like Li Ren has to deal with a very mature worker. I have to deal with a very uh, no not very immature, but uh, yeah, a, a young worker with a, a different different life stage, probably a different mindset also. Yeah. Yeah, so some challenges, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm not uh, sure really my, mm. my my parents in uh, over in Malaysia they also have a foreign domestic worker and they were telling a story of the the foreign domestic worker new one that he had that just came in from the agency uh you know so then she was like telling the the story of how this foreign domestic worker would 
go and uh, scratch herself and then form like a little dirt ball with the skin and dirt, right? And then throw it in the employer's food because they believe that if the employer were to eat it, right, then they will all oh, like, like her, then they treat her well. <laughs> So oh my, 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 my parents, when they, 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 they heard the story, immediately, okay, transfer out. Okay. Where, where, where would you, like, what are some of the lines that you, you know, like, you, you cannot cross, like, you know, for the foreign domestic worker, like, where, where do you draw the line with them? Are there like certain, I mean like other than the, the abuse or whatever it is, then of course we, we draw the line there. Uh, but in terms of behavior or, you know, taking care or cooking, uh, would you, are there any lines that, you, that are very clear for you that you will not, you will not allow? I think I'm a very permissive employer. <laughs> 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 I, think, I think for me and my husband, we were really very realistic lah. Like, you cannot expect them to be, like, superhumans, you know. Just because you employ them, give them salary and all. So, for us, like, we, we will close a lot of eyes, one. Like, if it's the child-related matter and you do it well, okay, wow, we'll please you and all. But if it's, like, cleanliness, you know, like, some part of the kitchen stick or dirt, you never clean, finish properly, we just close eyes. Like, never mind, never mind. The children more important. Mm, mm. Yeah, so I, I feel like we lower our bars of standard because the thing that was most important to us was the child. And taking uh-huh. care of the child was yeah. So I I I, I yeah I don't yeah, know. I, I, I kind of um I, I kind of resonate with um Ray in, in some ways because um we really have to find a balance. Really have to think like okay, what are some of the things that we need to compromise on? Unfortunately, yeah, because um we we ha- we come from different backgrounds different frame of minds um yeah and and there are things like that there are things that I think okay I can accept then okay it makes her happy also it creates convenience for her then yeah but there Is are it, certain things that uh, so, I cannot, so if there are certain yeah. things that you cannot accept what, what yeah can, for you, example, can you give an example okay, yeah maybe if I can give an example if we talk about cleanliness okay the kitchen um so long as everything is uh the, the basic things are clean like dishes no stains um like you want you want some things placed in your way and it doesn't doesn't really hurt us <laughs> then then we can live with it yeah because i think importantly because she, she comes from a foreign land it's really really tough to work and live in the same place so then we, we constantly think of how we can make it more comfortable for her also yeah yeah um mm. I, I i can't say that i i close my eyes to many things because there are some things that i really can't compromise on <laughs> yeah but i do close my eyes on certain things yeah i, I think for me uh, i i'm uh, now that i think back on my own journey i think i'm a bit like ray also i think quite uh not uh, maybe not permissive lah, but i think the we really a lot of things just close i will may get upset a bit or mm. tell her off but if it's not harm to the kids, then yeah. I think that's probably the line. Uh, yeah. yeah, like you choose, you choose your battles also. Correct, yeah. you pick your battles. Mm. You know, you got so many battles to fight, you know, every day. Yeah, so I remember we had one pretty major conflict was uh, she put some stuff into the sterilizer, uh, some parts of mm. the milk bottle that into the sterilizer that she's not supposed to uh, because those parts were not heat, not heat 
approved or not heat safe plastic parts uh, and could potentially you know if some of the plastic leaks out or whatever can poison the kid so I think we had a pretty big uh, conflict over that uh, she didn't see why uh, she couldn't see why and then my wife was quite upset and I can't remember whether we docked her pay or something uh, we might have uh, yeah but uh, but it was quite 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 a big uh, conflict yeah so mm. there was one situation mm. but I there were not many apart from that yeah mostly were very minor things that you know you just keep reminding and reminding but yeah. uh, for some reason they, they don't see that there's a need to do it that way so they don't they just don't know yeah, like yeah. I will always say you know the dishes are still wet don't put them into the cupboard for example uh, right because mm-hmm. you're, you're going to damage my cupboards yeah <laughs> But they yes. just they just do it, yeah. Or yes. like you know, you put the sort sort the fork and the spoon into you know you have the drawer to put the utensils thing, so the forks and the spoons put separate lah. I mean, then it's easy to take ma. Next time I want a fork, I, yeah, mm. I want a spoon. It's easy to take, right? But she doesn't see the point, so she just doesn't. And it's like remind mm. twenty times, thirty times. She just doesn't. But after a while, you just ah yeah, never lah. I can spend two more seconds picking out my forks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also wonder whether a lot of like helper abuse happens because of this kind of unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Like yeah. people expect perfection instead of willing yeah. to compromise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. to expect perfection is is totally not possible. Even at work, we commit mistakes. We hope yeah. to seek forgiveness from our supervisors, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and I, I think I'm also curious because I think previously in one of our conversation we also talked about maybe certain power struggles or maybe power imbalances do you experience such issue in your FDW relationship and with you? Power struggles I, I would say that um, my, my current helper right she's quite a gem she she really knows um, I, I really appreciate the fact that um, she tries to she tries to be very quiet at home so I, I always say that, oh, I, how I describe it would be, she always tries to make herself invisible, although we don't want her, we, we, we actually didn't have that requirement, but she knows, yeah, so she should just quietly do her chores, and uh, when I have a requirement, I let her know, she'll just say, okay, once in a while, she gets upset, she just keeps quiet, but she doesn't like openly challenge me, and I, I really appreciate that, um, yeah, so power struggle-wise, I haven't experienced that from her. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And, and with my two power previous, the, the two previous ones who lasted one month, they were just homesick and they, they didn't like present any defiant behavior mm. also. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm yeah. not sure about Lee Ren and Ray. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I had, uh, because obviously my helper was much older. <laughs> And so I already shared with you about her parenting us, you know. Uh, so that was one uh, dimension of it. Like. And towards the end, I think the conflicts got a bit more frequent. I think she became, you know, she was probably also looking to leave. Um, <clears throat> and she was just not happy about some of the requirements we had, even though the requirements never really changed from like day one. Yeah, so eventually we also... My wife and I also talked about how, you know, if there's a lot of all this tension in at home, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't quite like how it would affect the kids. La, because mm-hmm. if the home is a very, it's, it's an environment that, you know, is filled with a lot of tension and conflict, then the kids grow up in a very tense emotional mm-hmm. environment. Uh, and, and we didn't quite want that. La. So in the end, we also just decided, well, if the main thing she's doing is washing dishes, I will get a dishwasher. 
That's what my friends do. Like they yeah. decide not to have a helper anymore. They get a robot. They they get a dishwasher. They get everything. Yeah, the only yeah. thing yeah. is you. Yeah, mm. but the but, only yeah, thing yeah, you yeah. can't replace is like maybe the spontaneous help. Mm. Like for example, mm. my son pooped earlier on the floor. Mm. Yeah, and I, I I I'm so happy, right? I really needed her like help me, so she just came to clear the poop. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. So, so these are the things that we can't replace with. But, mm. but yeah, yeah. That's a good replacement. So if, if I go helperless, I'll, I'll switch to a dishwasher yes. and a robot. Also, I that's can, my plan. I can advise you what model to buy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been researching um, already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking yeah. speaking of uh older uh foreign domestic workers, uh and this idea that um for if it was a younger uh, foreign domestic worker, then there could be a possibility of stuff happening uh, at home uh, in the sense of a, a, a family member getting into a romantic relationship with the foreign domestic worker. That does occur in the context of FDWs in Singapore. Uh. So what, what are some of your, your thoughts about this? Well, this is very hard to comment. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Send the mail for counselling. I don't know. Yeah. I know last time FSC got see these kind of cases. Yeah. <laughs> Really, uh, uh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, but I cannot say anything more than that. But yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that there's also regulation from the government that that so that it doesn't happen, right? Like for example, they if they know that the the foreign domestic worker is pregnant, they will immediately send home. Mm. Uh, mm. Are there fines also for for employers that that cross the line with their foreign domestic workers? I think surely right, the helper could lodge a police report or whatsoever. Yeah. Then it becomes a police case. report. Yeah. Uh, but if it was consensual? Eh? Don't know. Eh. This cannot, this <laughs> cannot <laughs> have children. <laughs> la. Not sure also. Le. Yeah, maybe when, they yeah. forfeit the bond. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I oh. think, yeah. Yeah, oh but God. I mean, I, I, think, I think this is also somewhat I mean, okay, of, I mean, of course, if you kind of get into a relationship with the employer, then that's clearly wrong. Uh, but, I mean, okay, it also depends on whether the employer is married. I mean, you can be a single man and hire a helper, right? Yeah, so so I think the key question is consent. Yeah, that's one part. Uh, but I, I think if you kind of talk to some of the... Uh, human rights activists uh, who look at you know labor uh, rights and and all that uh, they they I think some of them do feel that this is an infringement of the yeah. basic rights of the helper. Yeah. Um, so so not just talking about like you know getting a relationship with the employer. If I mean of course if that is like an affair then that's obviously wrong. But um, you know, the prohibition of for helpers to like have relationships, you know, outside or whatnot. And um yeah, I I suppose that I think different people will have different stands on it. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Singapore is just <clears throat> in a really interesting position because like for whatever foreign workers that come, including foreign domestic workers, foreign workers in general mm. they come, mm. they they uh yes, we take care of them, yes, we house them, yes, we give them medical care. At the mm. same time, uh, they you know if they have they enter into a relationship, so they, the end of it is that they can't make a life for themselves in Singapore long term, and then at mm. the end of the day, they have to be prepared mm. to go back to their home country. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. So I, I, that's yeah. the that's the only difference perhaps with other countries. Are there other other countries that adopt the same uh, policy? I, I think we're not alone. Yeah. I think we're not alone. I, I think generally the policy is basically I, I think to prevent them from having a kid here and then the kid is Singapore citizen because it's born here. And yeah. then you know, then of course they are kind of like uh, settle down here. Yeah. Like, so yeah. we're not alone. I think Hong Kong has very similar laws to us. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think they have very similar laws to us as well. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. other countries, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also mindful of the time. Is it okay if I ask one last question and then we round up? Go sure. Ahead, yes. <laughs> okay. Actually, I'm just very curious because I know, I think this, this conversation about the why we even want to talk to employees is because I think the the maid abuse right as just now I earlier mentioned. So I think maybe I just really want to ask all employers. You know, sometimes when you really get into that confrontation situation with your, employee, uh, with your foreign domestic workers, mm. what's the one thing that you want to tell the rest of the employees or what's the one thing that you have tried, you know, and then you hold mm-hmm. yourself? Because I think that's how it all escalated, right? For me, abuse, where sometimes you're just so frustrated, you're just so angry, you get the anger better of you. Uh, if, let's say, you have encountered and you have responded in a way that you did, I think, sure, by all means, share mm. with us. If not, then maybe what's one thing that you could possibly share with the rest of the employers to help us or to help them to see how they can better manage those frustrations <laughs> and those strong emotions they have towards the FTW. Just one last question. Mm. Yeah. I, I think one thing that I constantly keep in mind is that um she's she's really here on her own. Yeah, sometimes I, I have to admit that I get very frustrated with my helper. Yeah. Um, but I often remind myself that she's here on her own. I have my family. If I'm unhappy about something, I can just go to my husband and complain to him about what just happened. But um, who does she have? Yeah, even if she has a phone, she talks to her family, but they are still physically away from her. So I hold back. Yeah, I hold back because yeah, I, I want to I, I, I really want to empathize that. Yeah, yeah, I, I empathize with her that I have my network here. Yeah, and I'm the employer. I'm already at the uh, if I can say I'm already at the upper hand, I'm the employer here. Yeah, and then I have my network here. <clears throat> and she's she's the she she's the FDW here and she has she should my 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 helper doesn't have friends here. Yeah, so so it's like she's already away from everyone she loves. So then yeah, that, that's one thing that con- that is constantly on my mind when like I get so frustrated. <laughs> Thanks, Lily. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I would I always would kind of remind myself about how I treat her, right? Or I treat the the the, the domestic worker. Uh should not be any different from how I treat like colleagues or staff in the office, right? Uh, because I mean, if you kind of have supervisees at work, uh, even if they make mistakes or they do something wrong, uh, you may have to do some take some corrective action, but you're not gonna scream and shout and hit them, right? Uh, and yeah. so similarly, this it is also the same nature of relationship with with the helper because I'm the employer and she's the employee. Uh, and so there is really no reason for me to, um, yeah, to to be verbally abusive or, or even physically abusive. Yeah. So so that 
I think it's a reminder for me how I conduct myself in the office should be the same way that I conduct myself at home. It doesn't mean that because the home setting is different, uh, she has so much less power in the in the relationship and therefore mm. I can take advantage of this this position of privilege that I have, you see. Yeah. Mm. I think one other consideration I always have is um, like what Liren mentioned earlier, the tension that could affect the children. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think children are very sensitive, so they, they do sense the tension. And do I want them to grow up in an environment of tension? Mm. Yeah. So mm, questions on my mind. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Ray. <laughs> no worries. I think for me, before we go into the more remedial approach, I think one of the preventive stuff that we did is we we're very clear about expectations from upfront. Now. Yeah, why are you laughing? Oh, you're so jargon. Yeah, so you, you hear E, always curious, curious. And then Ray is like remedial and preventive. <laughs> yeah, so like, um, so my helper goes to my parents or my in-laws house with the baby every day, right? When I'm at work. So we lay down, we ask the parents, like, okay, what is your expectation of the helper in the house? And then we communicate it to the helper and every week we will check in with the helper, like, okay, you know, you spend this week, right? How was it? Any concerns that you have? So we always have a preventive approach. After that, we have like some uh, ongoing consultation, <laughs> like, is everything okay? So we ask the helper and we also ask my parents, like, how is everything? Is there anything that we need to work on the next week to follow up? <laughs> da, 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 da. So this whole process, like, it's an ongoing process. You need to continue doing it so that it really doesn't escalate upwards. La. Yeah, so that, that, that is one. The more remedial times, well, that's once my helper burned my kids. Yeah, my previous one. Yeah, um, and I just <laughs> were very upset because it's one of my favourite dress. Like, I told my husband, you go and talk to her. La. <laughs> don't, talk, don't talk to her anymore. I don't see her face anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just like took myself out of the picture for a while and my husband like mm. would communicate oh today we cook this okay uh, today we are doing this yeah today you need to yeah so he was the main communicator so I think maybe this tag in tag out strategy could also help uh, that's provided at least one of you is emotionally regulated <laughs> yeah, yeah. then very difficult to tag in tag out yeah. mm. and I think the last one I want to agree with what Lewin said sometimes we also have to think the choice of words or whatever thoughts that we have, right, after like a mistake happens, is it coming really from a place of entitlement? Like, mm-hmm. I pay your salary, I give you lodging, like, you better be a robot or something like that. You mm-hmm. know, and sometimes we like, we feel like we are the king and queen over them or something like that. Yeah, so that is also something to be Thank aware. you. Thank you. Thank you everybody for sharing and I'm going to be summarizing. Sorry, Lady Ren, for the social jargon. <laughs> I think because we, we, we also uh, right back to the the beginning of our conversation when we talked a lot about um the expectations of our helpers, right? I think it's um I think it's important that um the employers, yeah, whether you're a couple, your family, discuss discuss what you want for your helper because there's no judgment here some um i realize some some maybe some families may feel like oh okay i want my helper to take on certain roles at home i want my helper to take care of my kids yeah and then i may feel like oh um what if someone else judges me for that um i have i have friends who refuse to take helpers because they think that once i have a helper it means that i'm a weak parent my friend, my friend used that that um, weak parent. So then, um, I think it's important that we uh, 
parents who parents or employers who want to have helpers really discuss um, their expectations and discuss the possible things that may happen because of the role that you want your helper to, to take on. Yeah, and so long as you're comfortable, yeah, then then go for it. Yeah. Mm, there's no right or wrong. I think I'm really hearing a lot of empathy that needs to actually come in place. And I think the word about expectations. So expectations mm. is not just between, you know, yourself, the employer as well as the foreign domestic worker. We're also looking at even with family members, um, whether the expectations are consistent enough. And also I hear just now a few of you were saying about respecting each other's boundaries, right? There's also the action of giving and taking and also being very mindful of um, the foreign domestic workers' position, right? Being alone in the country and, and also how it will impact the families in direction. Did I capture everything? Uh? This is almost as if like the... The best practices that you all have just said. Because I, I really think there's a lot of essence in what you say. Lah. And in all interactions, it's not one party. Mah. It's always that two-way thing that we're talking about. So, yep. That's all. Anything else that I missed out? Then we are done for our podcast yeah. number seven. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank you. For, for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs>